the Practical Family Podcast with Jennifer Bryant, encouraging your family to build strong foundations and healthy homes. Hey friends, welcome back to the Practical Family Podcast. I am your host, Jen Bryant. Today on the podcast, we have some very special guests who are coming out with a new book on October 1st called Becoming Us, Using the Enneagram to Create a Thriving Gospel-Centered Marriage. Now, if you have heard of Enneagram, and you probably have if you've been around church circles or business leadership talks, the Enneagram is a tool that's become extremely popular lately, although it's been around for many, many years, actually centuries, if you want to go back that far. But it's surfaced again in the last 20 years or so as a tool for people to use to type themselves. Um, In other words, there are nine different types, nine types of personalities that one can be. And unlike other tests like Myers-Briggs and the DISC assessment and all of these other things that you've probably seen in the business world or the church leadership training world, Enneagram is slightly different in that it focuses in on each personality type's core desires, core needs, core fears in order to bring a more full awareness of oneself. So how we're applying it today is to marriage, specifically to marriage. We're gonna talk a little bit about parenting, but mostly marriage because we have guests on for the next two episodes who are just amazing. They've created an amazing site called YourEnneagramCoach.com. We have Beth and Jeff McCord on the podcast today. This interview was recorded just earlier this year, and their book is just now coming out on October 1st, 2019. It's called Becoming Us, Using the Enneagram to Create a Thriving Gospel-Centered Marriage. You guys, this book is fabulous. It's easy to read. Beth and Jeff share their own personal stories, how they came upon the Enneagram as a tool for thriving in their marriage and increasing their faith and helping each other to to serve one another and serve others better. And the last uh, part of this book, it's actually broken up into two parts, their story and how it's helpful. And then the next part are all of the different types, how they break down what each of the types need and how to relate to one another. Now let me break it down for you really quickly before we get into the types. If you've never heard of this before, the nine Enneagram types go like this. So it's type one to nine and they're in no particular order. Not one is better than the other. They're just different. So a type one, the moral perfectionist. The type one person tends to be conscious, orderly, appropriate, ethical, and judgmental. They like things to be done the right way. Type two is referred to as the supportive advisor. This person is most likely thoughtful, generous, demonstrative, people-pleasing, and even can be possessive. A type two is known as a helper. Um, There are a lot of teachers who are type twos, not pointing any fingers at myself or anything, but there's your type two. Type three, the successful achiever. A type three person is efficient, accomplished, motivating, driven, and very image conscious. These are the the go-getters and the goal setters in this world. So if you're a type three, that's where you would fall. Type four is the romantic individualist. 
Romantics are authentic, creative, expressive, deep, can also be temperamental, and usually very creative people, artists, fall into this category. Type fives are the investigative thinkers. These people are very perceptive, insightful, intelligent, tend to be detached and isolated. They're the thinkers. They're probably more on the introverted side. There are very special qualities that come with being a type five as well. On to type six. Type sixes tend to be loyal guardians. They're committed, responsible, faithful, but they're also very suspicious and can hold a lot of anxiety. Type sixes are known for being prepared, even overly prepared, because they fear being unprepared. Type sevens, on the other hand, are the entertaining optimists. They are playful, excitable, versatile, scattered, and escapists. <laughs> they tend to not want to face real deep emotions sometimes, um, but they're, they've proven to be incredible thinkers, very witty and creative as well. Always up for a good time. Then we're on to the type eights. Type eights tend to be the protective challengers. They're assertive, self-confident, intense, but very big-hearted and not afraid to be confrontational. They stand up for what is right. They fight for the underdog. These type eights have big personalities, but soft and loving hearts. And lastly, type nine. Type nines tend to be the peaceful mediators. They're thoughtful, reassuring, receptive, accommodating, and resigned. They're often very nurturing and also don't think much of their opinion. They, they tend to sink back into the background and want to just help behind the scenes. We love our type nines, we love our type eights, our type twos, type threes, type ones. Whatever you fall under as an Enneagram type, it's very helpful to just practice self-awareness, know what what motivates you to do what you do. And in this interview with Jeff and Beth McCord, we'll talk a little bit more about where Enneagram comes from and how it is incredibly useful in the life of a Christian, especially in a Christian marriage. Go to yourenneagramcoach.com and take their free assessment. It is a wonderfully pretty accurate assessment of your most dominant type. So go visit their website and check that out today. Let's get into the interview. A little bit about our authors. Beth McCord is the founder and lead content creator of YourEnneagramCoach.com. She is a certified Enneagram coach and has been using Enneagram in ministry since 2002. She's been featured in articles for Relevant Magazine and other faith-based magazines as an expert on many podcasts and is a frequent speaker on Enneagram. She and her husband Jeff actually do Enneagram retreats together. They do workshops together all over the country. Catch them especially in the southern states. That's where they tend to work the most because they live down there in Franklin, Tennessee. Her husband Jeff is the executive director of Your Enneagram Coach, a certified coach himself, and also a certified conciliator with the Institute of Christian Conciliation and Practicing Family Mediator. He's also served as a pastor in the Presbyterian Church in American congregations for the last 20 years. Beth and Jeff have helped over 250,000 people to discover their unique personality type and apply that knowledge to their relationships. In all of their years of ministry, guys, Beth and Jeff have finally come out with a published book that is an excellent reference. And again, that book comes out October 1st. So let's get started. Here's part one of my interview with Beth and Jeff McCord. 
Well, welcome Beth and Jeff McCord to the Practical Family Podcast. I'm so happy to meet you guys. Yeah, thanks. We're glad to be here. Now, it's it's no wonder that everything that has been going on over at your Enneagram coach, I mean, I, I first discovered what you're doing, Beth, through just friend of a friend because I've been studying this Enneagram thing just for myself. You guys have an awesome thing going on here. I mean, it's so clean and beautiful and easy to use. Can you tell me, how did you get into Enneagram? How did that even happen for you? Oh, my gosh. Well, we got to go way back to around 2000. Um, <laughs> Jeff was in seminary at the time in St. Louis. We had two little kiddos, about a one-year-old and a three-year-old. And we were just stumbling over each other all the time, like a lot of young marriages are, and just felt stuck and confused. So we had some friends that introduced us to the Enneagram, and I kind of dove into it. Jeff thumbed through a book, but he had a lot of other things on his plate, so he didn't dive in to the same degree I did. But for me, it felt like this fog that was inside me that I didn't understand why I did what I did or why I got stuck was finally being lifted and I got clarity and more understanding. It didn't make that all of a sudden life was perfect. It just helped me to have an understanding of why I thought, felt, and behaved in particular ways so that we could have better communication uh, between the two of us. And so that started about year 2000. We started using it um, over time when Jeff got more comfortable with it around 2005 with people in our church, especially married couples. And we did that for several years. Then we moved down to Nashville, Tennessee, where we are now. And I had the good fortune of working with Michael Hyatt, who does online leadership courses and books. And watching how he and his team did it, Jeff and I kind of had the vision of, well, maybe we can do this with the Enneagram. And the Lord just paved a path, and we've been kind of riding the wave ever since. And here we are. I do remember us coming across one piece of literature. It was a book by uh, Rizzo and Hudson about the Enneagram. And I remember us discovering or them writing about the uh, childhood message and what we've now communicated as the uh, core longing. And that's when we started to see not only were we uh, becoming more aware of our own relational patterns and what that meant with one another, but now all of a sudden we saw, oh, there's a longing that each type has that a spouse could never fulfill, but that Christ has fulfilled. And it took on a whole new dynamic that no longer was this simply a practice of self-discovery, but this was going to have a substantial impact on our relationship with God. And so no longer was it uh, preach the gospel to yourself in a general way, but we were actually uh, being able to attune to what Christ had specifically done for each Enneagram type. And um, it really captured the attention and imagination of uh, the people that we were serving. Mm. Now, this is what fascinated me the most about finding your resource specifically. You were the first ones that I saw who were explicitly connecting the Enneagram to the gospel. I mean, I ha I've read Richard Rohr's book, and he, he is a Franciscan priest. Is sort of, the, the, you know, the closest there. And, and he wrote that a little bit ago, too. But this is, yours was the most current picture of what that could look like. And I got excited because because up to that point, I was going, okay, am I, am I getting into something that's more like mystical, self-helpy? Like, I don't want to <laughs> sure. get too far off the path. And I, I have a degree in theology. I mean, 
from from a Baptist university, no less. And so I'm I'm going back and forth in my mind, like, Lord, is this okay? <laughs> is this something that is appropriate, even in Christian circles, as I'm ministering to Christian mothers? You know, so help help me to break that down, especially you, Jeff. You've got a master's in divinity as well. Mm-hmm. How have you reconciled this specific tool with the gospel of Jesus, and how can we use that in a, in a way that doesn't overshadow one or the other. That's right. So as people will recognize, once you start getting into the whole community of the Enneagram, there are a wide variety of different teachers. The Enneagram itself is very old and it's very communal. It's not a scientific exercise. It's more of a soft science, science, more like a wisdom tradition. Mm -hmm. So you have different teachers speaking from their particular worldview And although we respect and honor their insights, we don't necessarily embrace their worldview. That is, um, how was man made? What is his problem? And what's the solution? And what's the hope to come? And so we brought with us um, our own particular beliefs, Orthodox Christian beliefs, uh, to the Enneagram. And our particular experience, um, early on, we were influenced by an author whose name's uh, Jerry Bridges. And he wrote a lot about the gospel of God's grace and that the gospel wasn't just the entrance into discipleship, but the gospel is the A to Z of Christianity. Um, So in Titus 2, it says that the grace of God that's appeared to all men teaches us, it trains us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. So this idea of the central relevancy of Jesus Christ in every aspect of a Christian's life was what was dear to our hearts. Mm-hmm. And so whenever we started to see the Enneagram, what we found was a, a typology that helped us to quickly apply the truth of the gospel. Mm-hmm. We weren't embracing some of the Freudian or New Age mysticism that was coming along from other teachers. We were bringing a distinctly biblical view to this, but um, to resolving what we are facing. So what we would say is that our Enneagram type is the pattern of relating to God and to our world and to others in a way apart from Jesus. Mm. But whenever by faith we align our hearts with the truth of God's word, all of a sudden those patterns actually become gifts that we bring to others. And so it gives me clarity on not only when I'm struggling or operating in the flesh or the old man, it actually gives me a vision of what it would look like to use all of my gifting to serve others. Amen. Now, how do you respond to very conservative Christians respond to even any kind of psychology with, sure. you know, the Bible is all we need. I think for Beth and I, we are not Enneagram evangelists. So we're not trying to convert people to the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of discussions. Uh, Beth's brother is a counseling professor from, you know, biblical counseling and the integrative approaches of uh, some schools. And so we brought our own integrative approach to these things. Mm -hmm. Um, Christians have always used other tools of their culture whenever engaging with, uh, it, it doesn't, speak against the sufficiency of uh, God's word. We believe that uh, God's word contains everything that's needed for faith and practice, um, that it is 
full and complete authoritative and inspired. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's never been a question for us. This is simply a helpful tool um, that gives us clarity. I mean, in many ways, it'd be something similar to like five love languages. Um, The Bible tells us very clearly about what it means to love and the variety of ways to love. The five love languages is just an insightful tool that says, hey, here's a neat category that could help you do that. Yeah. And it has its place. Now, it doesn't need to trump the gospel. It doesn't need to replace the gospel. It doesn't even threaten God's word. It just is a simple tool. And that's how we use the Enneagram. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for that clarity. I really, really appreciate it. And I think that's that's what a lot of our mamas listening to this today needed that extra insight to understand, okay, well, how am I going to use this? How do I make sense of this in my life? So now let's get into the tool itself. Enneagram, as I introduced the nine types in the beginning of this episode, we'll just go straight into as we look at our types, and you, you've laid them out so well here, and one of your PDFs I've printed out that you can also get on uh, your EnneagramCoach.com, are the overview of the nine Enneagram types core motivations. And it's very simple to just look at the type. First of all, definitely take the assessment because Beth and Jeff's assessment is one of the most easy to use, and it goes in depth enough for you to get out the clarity of your type, what it needs to be. My husband took it more recently than I have. And I asked him kind of, you know, hesitantly, so what do you think? Did did you think it was accurate? And I kind of waited like this, like, (laughs) you know, know, I hope, I hope that was okay. And he says, man, a few words. He's like, yeah, that's uh, pretty darn accurate right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Okay. Now I have have a more clear, you know, way to look at that. But myself as a two, I am, I'm a natural helper. I'm a two. And given what I do with this website and everything like that, mm-hmm. as well as a one and uh, that two and that one um, uh, tend to clash a lot. We're both firstborn kids <laughs> and uh, we both kind of need to uh, be right and be in charge a lot of the time. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so Beth and Jeff talked to us a little bit about how you've seen um, Enneagram um, change the way that couples interact with each other. Yeah, you know, I think you're so right in like having people get the PDF download as the overview of all nine types because when they're trying to find their type though, our assessment is pretty accurate. We've heard great things. It's not the definitive word on your type. You only can be the one to verify and validify that that's your type because the Enneagram is all about why you do what you do. It is showing you the core motivations for why you think, feel, and behave in particular ways. And so the type one, your husband, wants things he fears being wrong, bad, evil, corruptible, unredeemable. And he desires to be good, right, to have integrity, to have balance. Um, And for you, you fear being uh, dispensable, uh, rejected, unloved, unwanted, people not being thankful or grateful for what you offer and you desire to be loved, wanted and appreciated. So twos have lots of great advice and help and resources. They know what others need just through their intuition and they move into and assert their helpfulness, whether it's advice or actual help and service because they want to know that they are loved and they feel like it's conditional. Whereas the one is all about what is ethically and morally correct through um, like procedures and circumstances. 
And so he's going to come at it from a much logical standpoint. You're going to come from it from a much more feeling standpoint. But you're right. You both have strong opinion. Well, yours is more strong opinions and insights. His is, no, this is the right thing, period. You know, right. and you guys are going to come at it uh, in some of your um, circumstances with very strong perspectives. And so what we try to do is help each of the types to see why they think, feel, and behave in particular ways. But more importantly, or just as I guess you should say, just as importantly is why your spouse is doing what they're doing from their perspective. So think of all of us wearing, each of the types wearing different sunglasses and they have different colors. So if you're wearing teal and he's wearing blue or red or green or whatever color you want to give him that's different, you guys are fundamentally seeing the world from two very different perspectives. And so we get frustrated with each other. Now, like Jeff will point out, well, we were attracted to that other person because we saw qualities in the other person that we lacked and that we really wanted or knew we needed. But then we've been with them for a long time or after, you know, the honeymoon. Longer than the honeymoon. (laughs) Longer than the honeymoon. All of a sudden, those very things that we were attracted to get kind of annoying because we don't do it that way. But then once we now start to realize, oh, this is the way you see the world. This is why you do what you do. It's not giving them a pass to do whatever they want to do. It's not that. It's to have understanding, empathy, grace, compassion, mercy, to come alongside, to bring clarity of our own hearts, but also to ask for clarity of their hearts so that we can work alongside each other instead of at each other. And so every type combination, and there's 45 of them, are going to struggle to varying degrees. And they're also going to thrive in varying degrees. So a lot of people will ask us, well, which two types are the best or which two types are the worst? And there's not a best or a worst. Really, any two types that are healthy are going to be fantastic. And any two types that are not working on, their, on themselves and are struggling are going to really struggle. And so that's why the Enneagram is so helpful because it clearly lets you know if you're healthy, if you're kind of in this autopilot zone, or if you're unhealthy. And that is what we want. That's why we want to use this tool because think of it like if you're sick, you want to know what temperature you have. This is going to show you the temperature or the lack thereof if you have. If you're healthy, you don't have a temperature. You're doing great. If you're unhealthy, maybe you have a really high temperature and you need to know so that you can go get those things fixed. So that's where we use the Enneagram. It in and of itself doesn't change you. That's where the gospel comes in. You know, Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit is the one who changes us. And so we're always pointing everyone back to the transformative work of the gospel because we need it every day, because every day we're going to struggle to some varying degree. And that's where Christ comes in. So that's how we're kind of using it with each person individually, but then coming alongside as a couple. Mm, Wonderful. Wonderful. I love how this goes beyond the traditional male, female gender typing as well. That's right. The, the male, female thing was one of the first ideas that I remember discovering as a young 20 something in college, like, Oh, I don't understand my boyfriend because like guys act like this and girls act like this. And, and <laughs> it helped me, I guess, in my brain to categorize things and, Oh, she, you know, you, you may have heard the thing um, around the love and respect topic about 
uh, the, the pink mm -hmm. megaphone and the blue hearing aid or something like this. And it's like, it, okay, but the marriage books that only kind of stay there in the male female are not exploring the, the natural temperament and personality that everyone, regardless of their gender, has. I was surprised to realize that, oh, my stronger willed female friends are probably something more of an eight. And that's why they, they, you know, stick to certain things. They, they lack empathy in some areas. Sure. And I'm like, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you just need therapy or are you just an eight? You know? but this, <laughs> this has helped to put that in better perspective because we're all different types and we all have different core motivators. That's very mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, that's right. And it is, um, although much of our platform is discussing the relationship, the marital relationship, because we're fundamentally dealing with two Enneagram types, it actually applies to all relationships, whether those are friendship, workplace associates, or even uh, parenting relationships. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And this is the part, um, mamas, especially if you're listening right now to this podcast episode, once you kind of get a handle on what your type is, it's easier to, to start with yourself. It's best to start with yourself and kind of look at who, what your own motivations are and then start to notice, hmm, what part of me is affecting the way that I interact with my children? And yeah. all of our children are going to have different, e even, even though they grow up in your household and you're trying to give them all of, you know, all the Jesus, everything and um, the best education that you can, it affects your relationships with your children. Can you talk about that for, for a minute? Yeah, you know, I mean, each personality type is going to parent or work or whatever it is that we're doing, we come at it from our personality perspective. Mm -hmm. And so even our parenting, we come at it from a very specific perspective. For me as a type nine, I want, I, I want to instill in my kids that they would be empathetic and compassionate and open and non-judgmental and receptive of people and to have people feel that they have a warm presence to come to. But not all types feel that same way. Whereas let's say a type eight, we have a friend who's a type eight. And when we're talking about even just how we pray with our kids, you know, as a nine, it's like, I would pray for those things, you know, Lord, you know, help you know, Nate and Libby, which is our kids, to be more compassionate. And, you know, I would say all those things. Whereas our type eight friend, she was like, oh, no, I pray that they're a warrior and they're tough and they're strong and that they fight for the underdog. And I'm like, huh, I would never think of that. And that's not a right or a wrong category. Right. It's how God designed us. And so now it can go wrong when we are using our personality in a way that is not helpful for us or them. And that's where we want to utilize the Enneagram to, to have, and we talk about it being a rumble strip on the highway, you know, where you're veering off course and you hit that rumble strip and it wakes you up. But we want the Enneagram to be like that. So that when I, as a nine, accommodate too much, go along to get along, avoid conflicts with my kids, and let's say let them do whatever they want to do because I don't want them upset. Well, that's not going to help them. And so I need to know those are my own weaknesses and pitfalls and how can I come back to Christ and ask him to, you know, gird me up in a way that I can be more assertive with my kids and discipline them in a way that's still true for me, but also points them back to him in a way that he wants. But then the eight who might have no problem asserting themselves with their kids, they might need to realize, oh, sometimes I can be 
too strong, too mm. intimidating, and I'm not even meaning to, how can I ask Christ to also help soften me, but still be strong and confident and firm as a parent? So each of us as parents are going to come with um, strengths and liabilities. Mm. And so understanding that doesn't negate that we're not going to be amazing parents because God gave us these kids to instill in them and to point them back to Christ, but we're still on the side of heaven. So we have to own and apologize to our kids, own our parts, um, ask them to, you know, forgive us and ask them to be patient with us as we learn as well. And that models to them the idea of reconciliation and apologizing and owning our own stuff. And then they will be able to do the same from their personality types perspective, because they're going to be more willing to look at their own heart if we do the work ourselves first. Okay, we're going to take a break right there because we've got more exciting stuff to talk about in part two of this podcast. Come back for episode 72 with Beth and Jeff McCord. Make sure to visit their website at yourenneagramcoach.com. Take their free assessment. It is so easy and fun, actually, to find out which type you relate to the most so that you can begin diving into a better self-awareness so that you can serve and love others better and have grace and empathy for others as well. Thanks for joining us here at practicalfamily.org. Make sure to go and sign up for our newsletter where you get first dibs on new episodes and new content that comes out and even some new digital products that are coming that are very exciting from homeschool to home care. So you don't want to miss that. Thanks so much for listening to the Practical Family Podcast, where we are here to encourage you to build strong foundations and healthy homes.